Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Coach, where we talk about college opportunities and cultivating habits. I'm Emily. I'm Noah. And I'm Katie. Today, we will be talking about how to read your textbooks more efficiently and effectively. Ooh, textbooks. What a scary topic. Okay, I say we start by hearing some of the worst textbook horror stories that we've had in our college experience. Who wants to go first? Katie, do you have a horror story to tell us about textbook reading? I do. I have a. I have two. One of them, in high school, I was taking a humanities course, and instead of buying the textbook, I opted to do a hand-me-down from previous like friends. And when I got the textbook, pages were missing. It was Sections were crossed out. So I was actually... I should have just gone and gotten my own textbook, but, you know, I kind of managed. But the other thing that came to mind when we're bringing up textbooks is one of the first semesters here at Weber, I wanted to kind of dive into my major, which is criminal justice. And I took a very dense class when I should have been focusing on introductory courses. And I was so intimidated by the class that I never even opened my textbook out of like the saran wrap. It just, it's still to this day on my shelf, completely like wrapped up. So I guess that's just like kind of on me, but yeah, those are my stories for textbooks. That is amazing, Katie. I hope maybe one day that you'll get around to reading that one textbook. Yeah, yeah maybe. Knows? <laughs> who knows? Might be still too intimidated. Um, mine actually is from a humanities course too, at a school that I went to before I was here at Weber State. Um, and I thought the subject of humanities was interesting. So it wasn't necessarily that I had a problem with the material in the textbook. It was just that my professor assigned so much reading every week. And I was taking 15 credit hours. And for a three credit hour class, I had over 100 pages of textbook reading, not to mention additional readings and articles that she sent to us and then video lectures to watch. And it was just so much for one class that honestly, I don't, I think after the first couple of weeks, I just stopped reading the textbook because it took way too much of my time and I felt like I wasn't actually learning anything from it. So that's mine. That's a bad memory for me to look back on. I think for me, probably the biggest thing that comes to my mind is toward the beginning of my college years, the freshman, sophomore, I'm a very legalistic and I tend to overthink everything. And so when I think about you know, reading, you have to read this chapter and this chapter, my mind would go to, okay, I have to read every single word of this textbook and this page. And so I would, you know, make sure that I'm reading every word, make sure that I'm understanding everything perfectly. And it got to the point where I just, I overwhelmed myself too early on. And so I I, I look back and I can see in my textbook notes, I have beautiful, well-detailed, like, I'm almost rewriting my textbook with my notes, like in chapter one, (laughs) chapter two, chapter three, and then like somewhere halfway through, it's like, I'm just in survival mode. And so I, I really didn't gauge myself very well, but probably the, the one of the, my favorites was there was a textbook by the name, his last name was Longest. And so every time I took a test, it would say, you are about to take a test from the longest textbook. And it really was. It was one of the most dense textbooks. And it was, it was interesting. It just, the, just the name made me think, oh yeah, th- this is a big textbook. Dang. <laughs> these these stories are really rough, but now that we kind of have talked about our own experiences with textbooks, we can dive into the tips and tricks that we have to offer as academic peer coaches when it comes to textbook reading. These tips will help you be effective with your textbook reading so you can get the most out of your books and be successful in class, unlike me, who just kept the saran-wrapped textbook on the shelf. 
<laughs> yes, we're so, here to learn from our mistakes. Yeah, absolutely, you guys. So this method that we're going to be diving into today is called the SQ3R method. We also have a blog post on this, so if you want to check it out um, on our website, feel free to do that. And just the SQ3R, it stands for Survey Question Read, recite, and review. So let's just take it from the top. We'll start with survey. So you can think of survey kind of as skimming. So you take a look at the book and skim it. And I repeat, skim. Do not actually read the like the entire assigned chapter or section. Just go over the basics and see what you have to read and get kind of the gist of it. So to kind of help with those who are struggling with Noah's problem, who talked about um, just reading word for word everything in the textbooks rather than, you know, skimming over it and surveying what you have. Um, I brought with me my own textbook that I'm taking for one of my courses, and I believe the way that this textbook is formatted is very similar to most textbooks that I've read in my class. So when you're going through the survey portion, I would recommend uh, opening it up to the chapter. You can look at the title and the introduction, and there you can make connections to yourself about whether or not you've learned about this theory or you understand these terms. And from there, usually there are some highlights or objectives that you can look for um, where they kind of state like what you should uh, be learning about as you go throughout the textbook. So in this chapter, you would begin by reading the introduction or I guess skimming the introduction, and you will point out all the uh, terms. So you have the bolded words, the italicized words, and then you can look at the different subsections and titles within those. And one of the more important things when you're doing the skimming part is looking at the graphics and the tables, and that way you can start to form those connections in your head before you actually dive deep into reading what the material is about to kind of build the foundation of understanding. So, yeah, just a general basics on how to look at textbooks. That's great, Katie. Yeah, and so the second step with that is to question. That is the, the SQ3R method is question. So as you're looking through that, the, the skimming of the landmarks and the questions, and as you're actually going to eventually be reading your textbook, start thinking about questions that you have, or maybe as you're looking at titles of the subtopics, kind of have an understanding in your mind of what topics are going to be easier for you to learn, what topics you might struggle with more. And um, another great thing about having questions is it helps you prepare for test taking. You know, one of the best ways to practice for taking tests is to come up with practice test questions. So questioning is a really good thing to do, which kind of leads to the third point is read. When you're actually reading through the textbook, again, you're having your pencil in hand to make notes and things like that. But the key to success here is you are actively reading. So pay attention to, like Katie said, the bolded words, the italicized words. Um, and when you're coming up on the subheadings, you know, try to make those. This is when you make those connections to what you just read before and what you're reading now, because you're following a journey of learning here. And that also helps by, you know, paying attention to the pictures, the graphs, looking at all the different clues that your textbooks come with. Oftentimes, professors will actually make test questions about these se sections. So if you're ever confused about what is most important, ultimately, the best way to do it is to go ahead and ask your professor. Also, looking at different things um, in this course syllabus and even referring to previous tests, once you have kind of an idea of what the class structure is like, that can also be a great guideline as you're actually reading through the textbook. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the next part of the most important part of SQ3R is trying to recite what you've learned just to kind of cement everything in your head and making sure that you are able to recall the information that you just read. It kind of holds you accountable rather than letting you zone out as you're reading. I definitely uh, tend to do that sometimes. So being able to recite what you read is a great step to make sure that you're actually absorbing the information. So this uh, reciting is something that you should do as you read and as you go through each section you can take a second and say out loud or write down what you just read in your own words. Uh, this is helpful because as we recite we enable our brain to permanently store the information so reciting is the best way to commit large amounts of information to long-term memory. Plus it's also a fun way to break up the textbook and to make sure that you don't fall asleep while you are reading your textbook. One thing that I like to do during this part of SQ3R is kind of turning myself into a teacher. I sometimes grab my water bottle or my little like stuffed animal or just an inanimate object of some sort and I kind of place it in front of me and I try and teach it quote unquote what I just learned. So let's say I just went over a chemistry theory. I would try and review all of the materials I learned, just trying to format it in my own words to make sure that I would be able to teach this to somebody or at least try and recall the basics of what I just learned to make sure that I have been paying attention rather than just going through the motions. That's fantastic, Katie. Okay, let's review. So SQ3R, S is for survey or skim, Q, question, and then the three R's, we had read, recite, and Emily, what's the last one? Review. Okay, this one's pretty good. It's kind of similar to recite, but basically within the first hour of you being done with this whole process of reading your textbook, you need to review what you just read to make sure that it goes into your long-term memory. I don't know if any of you have experienced this before where you're reading a book or you're in class and an hour later... I just did this the other day with my husband, like an hour after my class, he asked me what I learned and I was thinking and I was like, I can't remember. And that's because I didn't review any of the material at all. So it's important while we still have that kind of fresh in our brains that we just look at it one more time, make sure that it's really getting into our memories. So we're actually learning and not just reading and wasting our time reading. Awesome. And that is the SQ3R method. Now that we've gone through some of these uh, practices of the SQ3R method, let's keep in mind some things to do while you're reading your textbook. We want to share one really important tip with you. That is take breaks. Just like Emily said, you know, break it up to whether it's done an hour or 30 minutes. Um, just make sure that you're not doing it all at once. We cannot stress how important it is to divide it into breaks when you're reading your textbook. You don't, you're going to be cramming your head with a lot of information and you don't want to overload and overwhelm your brain too much. And especially this is important for preparing for tests because the more you wait to the last minute and cram, the less you're really going to remember. You also want to make sure that when you're reading, you don't just zone out. You know, pay attention to yourself as you're reading. And when you start to notice that you're you're losing it and you're not quite connecting um, with what you're reading or you're, you go through where you read that same sentence over and over again and you realize, oh, wow, <laughs> I just read this before. You know, that's when you need to know, okay, I need to take a break. Even if it's just 30 seconds to get up, move, um, run in place, get a glass of water or something, but, you know, just uh, pay attention to yourself as you are studying and reading your textbook. I love that, Noah, and totally, totally agree with that. Um, so now that we know kind of what not to do, let's get into a few practices that you might well, I guess these are some more things that you don't want to do. But first, 
highlighting. Have you ever been highlighting your textbook and you just highlight everything because you can't figure out what's important and you're like, well, everything is important, so I'm just going to highlight it all. Definitely been there. Turns out this isn't very effective. It's a rather passive way of learning the information. Instead, try a little bit more of an active approach. So instead of highlighting the information, try writing notes in the margin to summarize the material and why it's important. Or maybe writing a question on what you just said, like a possible test question that you just kind of went over, right? This will help you actively read and study the material. And I'm not trying to say that you can't highlight at all. I know some people really like this and they do it effectively, but if you're going to highlight, try and keep it a little bit more minimal and try a more active way of reading. Exactly, Emily. Going along with the actively paying attention to what you're reading, we don't want to just sit there and read and read and read until you give up and you overwhelm yourself. You won't be able to comprehend the majority of what you read and eventually you'll forget it all after. If you want to be successful and effective with your textbook reading time, follow the tips that we've outlined previously. And also an important thing to keep in mind as a student is to not just skim the book. While we mentioned earlier in the SQ3R method that with surveying the book, it's a good foundational Uh, first step to take when you're kind of approaching your textbook it's not a good place to kind of just stop and call it perfect Um, just skimming will never get you enough information and it certainly won't get you to the big picture that you're trying to comprehend so when you're skimming you definitely want to take points of everything that is kind of going on in the textbook however you will want to sit back and review what you're learning and if you aren't able to recite or recall any of the information that you've read, then you will definitely want to take a step back and look further into the textbook to make sure that the information is further cemented. All right, and that is the SQ3R method. It's a really great method for reading your textbook and also helping you break down your studying into pieces. We also threw in a few other textbook study tips for you, but if you want to know even more tips on how to study or any other questions in general, you can always schedule an appointment with us academic peer coaches here at Weber State because trust me, we know textbook reading can be daunting, but remember you've got this and there are great tips to make it worth your while because you don't want to just give up and not read your textbook. So utilize the things we shared with you today and you are bound to see a positive difference. And as always, here is our quote of the day from Thomas Edison. There is no substitution for hard work. Thanks so much for joining us today, Wildcats. We'll catch you next time on Coach.